Hello. I am Kelsey Wingert. That is Peter Moylan. That is Maddie Mass. And once again, none of us matter today. None of us. Zero. Because we have Genevieve Beacom on the show. Did I say it right, everybody? Did it sound super American? You did. This might be as as up to date, the most influential guest we've had on our show to this point no not to not to downplay every other guest we've had jen but you're kind of cool right now you're kind of uh you're kind of setting the world on fire a little bit right now how's that feel i'm still just a 17 year old don't worry i'm not that cool okay you are cool mate trust me i've i've you've been you've been on the front of my mind for 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 a month since i've been here the first time i saw you throw that bullpen at training when i came down here it was like it was a game changer for me and i it it's it helped me uh a lot because you've been you're the first you're the first person that i've seen that that when i came here and i was like this is this is going to be a fun season this is going to be a real fun season so thank you jen thank you for having me on the team Mm -hmm. so he talked about you a couple of weeks ago and he gave us a scouting report on you which was very impressive um the thing that stuck out the most to me when he was giving your scouting report is how impressed he was with your pitch sequencing so we talked about that and he talked about how when you were what 13 am i making that up there's a team that came to baltimore Mm -hmm. yeah that was the um carpkin world series team for australia yeah yeah, I was 12 and I, I went to Baltimore and I went through the Royals dugout and I saw Pete and I got the photo. Yeah. It was awesome. Oh, do we have the photo? We do have the photo. I need it. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be my background. So if anybody's been living under a rock and you guys haven't been on social media and you haven't listened to Farm to Fame in the last few weeks, first of all, shame on you. Second of all, Genevieve, Jen, was signed, Peter, if Peter is the manager of the Melbourne Aces. He signed Jen to the developmental squad. She made her debut, her professional debut earlier this week, mm-hmm. scoreless inning. Mm-hmm. And Pete's super excited about her. And something that I told Pete in the last episode, and Jen, I, I hope, I know you've seen this by now, but like Peter is the best and he is <laughs> the biggest. I'm not kidding. Let me be serious for a minute, Pete. He's such an advocate of women, but Wedding. he's not just an advocate of you because you're a woman, but because you're one of the best baseball players in Melbourne. And he made that very clear um, on our episode. And this is like the best guy that you could be learning from and playing under because he had a career 10, 310 ERA. Career 310 ERA, Peter Moylan. It's not important. This isn't about me. We've already established that. But <laughs> it, I have to make it very, very clear that that is... The development contract, she would have signed a regular contract had she been of age. So she would have been on my team whether she was 17 or whether she was 27, the way she's been throwing the baseball. So what's the age? The age, it's like, um, so we have to keep kids, um, their eligibility for college. So they can't sign a professional contract with us because then they won't be able to go and play college. Yeah. So if you're under the age of 18, you can sign a development contract which means you can come be part of the team and still be involved. But as I said, she, Genevieve would have been on our team had she been 19 or had she been 17. So this is but not a... if you sign her to a, an actual contract, then Jen, you wouldn't have the ability 
to get like a college scholarship in baseball? Correct. Not, oh, correct. But I couldn't get a scholarship now. Are you able to like, um, do you have to go to call? Would you, could you play professionally without going to college? Mm. Okay. That's what I did. Yeah. What is your, what is your, what is your goal? Like, I know we've talked about this and I know there's, tell me if everything lines up for you between now and the next 10 years, where do you want to be in your baseball career? What path do you want to take? And I know you're going to have to break down some barriers to get there, but what is your dream? Um, the end goal would probably be to play professionally. Definitely the end goal is professional baseball. In what country? America. Okay. Let's go, girl. We're going to be Let's roomies. Go. Yes. It, it's going to happen. It's, this, is, this is what I'm trying to, trying to get. Like the college thing is a given. It's, there is going to be a school that's going to say, we want Genevieve. There's already teams that are reaching out saying, we want Genevieve. So this isn't a pipe dream. This is actually, this is a, a reality that's going to become a reality. And she's, and she's going to have choices. And it's going to be so much fun to see what you can do. And I'm so glad that I'm going to get a chance to, to be part of the early stages. And, and, you know, we're going to have fun for the next month. Is college baseball as big and as good in Australia as it is in America? Hmm. Like, there's, there's like no college baseball in Australia. There's like many teams, but it's not like a, a league. There's no okay. college baseball in Australia. Are there college sports? Like, do you guys have football teams? Like American we, football? We have like VFL, which is like Victorian AFL. It's like the league before AFL, but it's not really college-based, I wouldn't say. And it's, wow. not, it's not American football. It's Australian football. So yeah. the, the sport amongst in colleges and schools here, it's just more of a social thing. It's, it's, not, it's not for to drum up fans. And people don't, people don't support college sports in Australia at all. There's no such thing oh as gosh. like a league. Jen, or... In America, college sports is like what college revolves around. Like I went to a school called Louisiana State University, LSU, which, by the way, has one of the best college baseball programs in the world. You've been there? I haven't been there. Oh. I just, I know of it. Yeah. But um, like you live and breathe football and baseball there. Like that's all you're doing. Going to games, tailgating. Uh, there's our, our football stadium seats 102,000 people um, and it's packed. It's so fun. Um, so when you're talking about where you're not, you haven't signed to a regular contract because you don't want to lose that eligibility to get a college scholarship is your hope that that college scholarship would be in America. Definitely. Yeah. That's okay. probably the only place it'll be in America. We talk all the time. What, at what point, so your brother was obviously a massive influence in your baseball career, but at what point did you decide that it, you were not going to let anybody tell you that you shouldn't play baseball? I don't know. I think I'm just sometimes I'm a bit of a stubborn person. I'm, I'm not going to let someone that I, I don't value very highly try to control my career or what I do. Like if someone I don't like tells me that I'm not good enough or I'm not going to go anywhere, I'm like, well, now I'm just going to try harder to prove you wrong and I'm going to make sure you're wrong. Can yes. you see? Can you see what I'm talking about, everybody? Can you see? This isn't, this is, um, thank you, Jen. Every time you open your mouth, you just keep proving me right. You're so good. Jen, what is this? 
been like? I mean, I Google your name right now and it's the top articles are CBS Sports, CNN, MLB.com. You had an interview on MLB Network earlier. Farm to fame, duh. But like, what's what's going on in your brain? Like, what has this been like for you? It honestly, it doesn't feel real because... I don't know. I wake up every day and it's, it's like, I'm still waking up in the same bed. I'm still, I'm still living on the Mornington Peninsula with my family. And it's like online, I'm this, I'm, I'm like going viral, but I, you know, I'm still the same person in real life. Like it just doesn't feel real. It's like, it's this totally different part of my life now. That's mm-hmm. like all these people in the world know all about me, but I don't even know who they are. And it just, it doesn't even feel real. What are your friends and family saying? <laughs> oh, my, my friends have messaged me being like, I can't believe you're famous now. Oh my God, <laughs> famous person. I'm like, I'm not even famous. Yeah, you are. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's been crazy. Yeah. How have the guys been? How have your teammates been? How was the opposing team when you played against them? And like, on, I, I want to know, like, truthfully, the, the comments that were, are there any comments made to you or, or what have they been like? Um, the aces, the aces were awesome. You know, the team was so welcoming and, you know, it felt like I'd been there before and I'd played, you know, heaps of games with them, you know, like even the older guys like Daryl and Jack Barry, they were all so welcoming and they just, they made me feel like I was a part of it and they, they didn't exclude me. It was just like, here, you're with us now, you know, they have a great, the Aces have a great culture, you know, and I think Pete and, you know, the coaches have been like a key factor into forming that as well. And, you know, the Adelaide Giants, they were super respectful as well. You know, I know a couple of guys, I know Josh Spence, I was, at the um, under 18 World Cup camp with him. So, you know, they're all great. It was just like any other game. The, the greatest thing for me to watch is that the, and it's going to take some time for guys of my generation and a little bit younger to, to get used to this. But when you look at the interaction with Jen and the guys that are around her own age and have been used to seeing Jen around, mm-hmm. it's like there's no, there's no uncomfortable moments. There's no... There's no, there's never any, any awkwardness. It's always just Jen is part of the team and, and that's how it should be. And I think that this is going to look, there's no fooling us. You know, it's, it's, this is so new for even someone like me to, to, to have a girl on a team. But what I'm trying to get out there is that it is not just the fact that she's a girl, she's a baseball player Mm -hmm. who can compete and can play at this level and she should get every opportunity to play wherever she wants to and we can't hold her back from that that's not our job to hold her back we should be pushing her forward and saying let's see what she can do yeah they've just they've just announced that uh that rachel's gonna Mm -hmm. uh, rachel came out and was the hitting coach for for the sydney blues last year in the abl and now she's going to be the single a coach for the for the yankees so it's like there's barriers being broken down all over the place and why not why not be part of it ourselves Oh, it's just been so cool to, I mean, just to see how it's all blown up this week. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was like the, my favorite thing that Peter said, whenever he first started talking about you a couple of weeks ago, is he was like, a lot of people might think that she's on this team because she's a girl. No, it's because she's one of the best baseball players in Melbourne, in Australia. Mm -hmm. She needs to be on this team. Even the comments that, that I've been getting and the questions that I've been getting asked from 
you name it. I've got messages from everybody that you can think about, uh, baseball players, media people, and they're all they're all saying the same thing that that your mechanics are crisp and and you know you 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 look like a pitcher. It's it's and it's fantastic because you are a pitcher. You're an absolute mm-hmm. stud, and I I can't wait. So, where did where your mechanics come from? Just real quick, because your mechanics are so clean. Who who taught you your pitching mechanics? I don't even know. Like if I'm being truly honest, I didn't. There wasn't a point where I was like all right, I have to fix my mechanics. It was just like, as I went on, it was just what felt natural to me. You know, it was never like a process of, I got to fix this, you know, I got to drive off my back leg more. It's, it was just like, it just felt natural, you know. Brilliant. Does your high school have a team? <laughs> no. No. There's no high school baseball. The only competitive baseball you can play so what teams have you all played on? It's all been like travel teams or the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I play for the Sandringham Royals, which is my club team. So we play every Sunday, sometimes Saturday, sometimes midweek games now. But, you know, that's that's just like a club. So there's it ranges from T-ball all the way up to Masters. You only have one game a week though. How many pitchers are on the roster? Like how often are you actually getting to pitch? Um, I pitch every week and then I probably pitch twice at training, you know, like there's probably like three or four guys on our pitching roster each week. But So it's, it's like, there's, I think you, how many games do you guys play now? Is it about 24, 26, 26 games in a season. So it's, um, oh, there's maybe more with the midweek games. You're right. But the way that it works here is that you have, there's no high school or college teams. There's just clubs that, that are separate from, they're not connected to anything. They're not connected to a college, not connected to a high. Yeah. Like, okay. He's frozen again, but we have like club teams. I played club volleyball. So it's like, wasn't connected to my school or anything. There he is. Oh man. I was talking to, why doesn't it warn me that my internet is unstable while I'm going on a rant? Peter Moylan. What did you hear? Did you hear anything? Um, we heard that there are no high school or baseball teams and that there are just teams that aren't affiliated with any book. And then it stopped. Mm. 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 Australian internet guys, you gotta love it. So as I was saying, maybe it's just yours. Maybe it's just me. Yeah. It's not my house. Amen, Jen. I'm couch sitting everyone. So just give me just Mm. anyway, we have juniors from we have 12s 14s 16s 18s and then we have senior teams so there can be um are these with the club yes okay yeah so a grade b grade c grade d grade or ones twos threes fours fives in some some instances and they all play against each other in this it's so it's we have baseball it's just we don't have the amount of exposure that guys have in the states so I guess what I'm trying to work through in my brain is if she's playing with her club team, if you're playing, I don't know why I'm acting like you're not sitting right there. If you're playing with your club team who plays once a week and now you're playing with the team in the ABL, which I'm not very familiar with um, how many games they have a week, but then you look at college baseball in America where they have a midweek game and then a weekend series, four games a week. And then you look at major league baseball, um, which has uh, 27,000 games in a week. I'm just trying to figure out like how as Peter, as a manager, you factor in like her training and her bullpens and stuff throughout the week because her throwing schedule has, I feel like no consistency to it. If every, everybody has different amount of games throughout the week. Yeah. 
Jen, you want to explain? No, you can go. Okay, so the way <laughs> Jen's in in uh, in the academy right now as well. So, um, and what they do in the academy is they decide the program for the development guys. So they've been training throughout the week, and and right now there's no games because of Christmas period. So it's all just training. She's in. She's at Melbourne uh, ballpark right now doing a showcase. So a lot of the under 16s and the 18s. Is that your ballpark? Is that Melbourne Aces? Yes. Yes. Okay. So the 16s and the 18s are out there right now and they're doing a showcase where they're running, throwing, um, hitting, and there's the Rapsodos are out there. So they're connect- collecting a lot of data and then and they're trying to you know get numbers on all these guys. But it's a, it's a showcase to drum up interest. There's going to be scouts out there. for And right now, that's all we have because there's no... Uh, there's no national competitions. Normally, at this time of year, we'll have a national competition where the 16s and the 18s and the 14s will all go to a certain state and play a round-robin tournament, and that's how you get your baseball exposure. But as of, unfortunately, with, with the virus, right now we're doing showcases, and and lucky for Jen, she's she's in the aces, and and with no imports this year in our in our league, it's given younger younger guys an opportunity to play with the aces and get that exposure mm-hmm. and get on YouTube and play in front of a big crowd. So it's been it's been a win-win as far as I'm concerned. So the Melbourne Aces, they're professional, and every everything else that you've ever played for obviously has been amateur baseball. So, what, I mean, just what was making that debut like? Were you freaking out? Were you nervous? Did you know you were going in? Did you start? Did you come in relief? I know nothing about um, your appearance or your outing. I, I came in relief and there was, there was a general idea that at some point in the game I was going to pitch. I think it was the half inning before Tim told me to get hot and because I was going in in the next inning. And yeah, I, I had a bit of nervous nervous energy, but it was it was what you get before a game, you know? And yeah. When I threw my first pitch out here, it went into the back net. <laughs> I just put it all out, you know. <laughs> that was fun. It was great, and that was uh, that was part of what made it so cool for me was that the first warm up pitch went to the backstop, and I'm like, okay, this is going to be great. And everybody in the bench, there was never any any sort of panic. It was mm-hmm. like we've all been there. Jen, my first ever throw in front of a scout went three quarters of the way out the back net from second base. So you're not the I can only confirm because he's told that story on air before. <laughs> I, everyone gets nervous. And, and But what was so impressive was that you were able to dial it back in instantly and you missed a couple of a couple of arm side uh, fastballs, but then you came back straight in the zone. Your swings and misses were great. You jammed three guys. Shout out to Daryl George, but you know he could have made it a little bit easier for you on that on that night. But uh, <laughs> but old Georgie's been getting crushed on social media at the moment. But uh, yeah, so impressive for her to to go out and and just because it wasn't like it was one two three bang 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 you're in and out. It was yeah. What was so impressive was the way that you spoke about your awareness of the game. You came in, we were down by four. And you said that you just wanted to keep the momentum in our dugout and try and stop them from scoring any more runs. It was like the perfect answer to what your job was at that time. You're a baseball player, Jen. Thank you. I try. I, try. I really do try. Okay, we are going to interrupt this episode because DraftKings, duh, we're always talking about DraftKings. They are people, they are OG John Boy Media supporters, but it's like, crazy to believe that the NFL season, I feel like I didn't watch like one 
second of football. <laughs> it went by so fast. Um, and we're already in the playoffs and DraftKings, which is now officially available in New York, baby. Let's go. Um, but they are offering new customers. If you bet $5, wait, what is this? Bet just $5 and you can win 280 in free bets if the team just wins. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Crazy. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So I guess you put in $5 and pick a team to win. So like, duh, probably the chiefs, uh, <laughs> um, you can win 280 and free credits. So that's on any NFL playoff game. So we just told you that it's officially available in New York, which is very exciting for John Boy media. But if it isn't available in your state yet, you still have something to play for through the NFL playoffs. So everyone can play for those huge cash cash prizes with DraftKings daily fantasy football contests. And they are giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now using the code JOHNBOY to get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. If you bet just $5, you win 280 in free bets if that team wins. That is promo code John Boy at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. I literally cannot believe that the NFL is already in the playoffs. I just, yeah, that's nuts. I feel like this was like a quiet season. Yeah. Huh. I agree. Well, DraftKings, we love you because they um, support John Boy Media in every facet. And we got to do a lot of cool things because of them. 56 to 1 odds. Okay. Let's get you back to the episode. Okay. So, a question for both of you guys. What are y'all working on now? Like Pete, what are you wanting to see improvement from? What are you wanting to work on or with? It's consistency. It's going to be consistency. Um, this was the first cab off the rank. Um, and I, I don't see, uh, I'd like to see you throw a few more curveballs. Um, you know, uh, but yeah, I, I just think it's just, this is such a great step forward that that anything that happens from now on is just going to be all all gravy. Um, you're going to be more confident next time you go out there, so the, the nerves aren't going to be as bad. You're going to be facing the same team again, so you're going to know them well. Yeah. But just every time I see her throw, she makes improvements, she makes adjustments, she does something that, that you know, is going to further... The, and the world is opening up for you too. The world's opening up for her. She's, as I said to you before, I'm getting independent teams messaging me on a daily basis saying we'd love to have Jen come over. And, and so it's, it's, it's so exciting. Um, I just hope I don't ruin her. I don't, I don't want to break you, Jen, but we've got Graham Lloyd as our pitching coach as well. And, and John Diebel's around the team as well. So there's so many old heads that, that she can come to, not just me and ask advice. So, and even the, even the guys that are around her, this is the beautiful part about being in a bullpen is that once you're in that bullpen, it's all question time. And, and it's, you just, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. That was, that was definitely something I really enjoyed just talking to like, the guys before the game, like just the other pitches and stuff about even when Adelaide was taking BP, it was like, this guy pulls off, so I'm going to throw him this and I'll start him inside. And that kind of talk was just like awesome to hear. And it's, it's great to learn from, even when I'm not playing, I can just talk and like, listen to them. Mm -hmm. That's the environment we try and create. Ben, tell me about your family. <clears throat> My family. Yeah. What do you want to know? I have a family. That's great. Do you have siblings? <laughs> yeah, I have, Peter mentioned something about a brother. Yeah, I have a brother and a sister. Um, my brother is 24. He just came back from college this year, so he was playing at Charleston Southern. 
Oh. Yeah, he's been in America for five years now. So. Oh, okay. So this wouldn't be like a brand new process to your family of trying to get you recruited and, and moving to America for college. No, it's not. Oh, it's that's pretty, great. Yeah, it's good. So he first went over, I think, in 2017. Yeah, and he, he went to a JUCO in Washington State, so like lower Columbia. Okay. And then um, he transferred to CSU and... He got like an extra year because of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a first baseman though. Have you been able to visit him? Um, I visited him in 2019 and that was the only time I saw him. Have you gotten to face him in an actual game? No, he's too scared. Mm, You know what? I bet you he is. How would you get him? How would Um, you pitch to him? I can't, I can't say it on air. That's true. That's true. You'll be watching this. Yeah, he will be here. She will strike you out, though. We'll 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 check out the scouting reports and we'll we'll come up with a plan and make sure right. that you get to dominate him and have all all the uh, all the bragging rights at home from that point on. How old's your sister? Um, my sister is twenty nine, I think. Okay, <laughs> I, so she's think, older. You're the youngest. Yeah, I'm the youngest by far. She's. Okay. She's out of home now, so I don't see her that much, but she she has nothing to do with baseball. It was just my brother and I. So. Do you do you have to stream your brother's games? Like are you super into to watching him play? Yeah, I did I did stream a couple of his games. He was on he was on Barstool Sports one time because <laughs> he leaned in for pitch and then he jacked one the next time. So that was really cool. But yeah. Seeing his seeing him play in America in 2019, that was awesome. Their field was so nice, their home ground. So yeah. Do you have a dream college that you'd like to go to? Or like a list? Oh, you have oh, let's hear it. I do have a list. Um, North Carolina, that would be the Tar Heels. They're amazing. UNC. I think every every baseball player, like Vandy is huge. That's a huge place to go. Um LSU's crazy. So is just all the big like Pac-12 schools as well. <laughs> they're, they're crazy. Like Liam Spence went to the Vols. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think any big college, their, their programs over there are nothing like ours. Like I don't think yeah. they can compare. They're just amazing. I got offered a full scholarship to Georgia Southern. If there's one, if there's one thing that I wish that I may have I've done, it this would have gone to college. I, w- I really would have loved that experience. I think Georgia yeah. Southern is that the one in Statesboro? I always yeah. get state and southern confused. That's a yeah. beautiful school, man. It is. Beautiful we actually got area. to go there. We got to go there and, as part of an Australian junior team and uh, compete against them when I was 15 years old. And that's when they were offering me a scholarship. So it was it was cool. It was really really cool. Do you guys, Pete, have a thing with the Aces? Do you guys assist in her recruitment to college? Or, Jen, is that on you? Or, or who does that fall on to, I mean, that hopefully this, this uh, boom that you've gotten on the internet has given you more exposure to schools over here. But oh. how does that work to get you recruited? Um, so because I'm working with the Aces Academy, which is like the junior academy kind of thing before the Aces Development Squad, they usually help you get recruited. So they'll help you get a video together and like help, help you talk to schools and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's a team effort. It's a t- and, and it's, and as we know, there's going to be choices. So 
Um, it's I, we will assist in any way that we possibly can, but the decision ultimately is going to come down to Jen and her family. So for the ACEs, um, whenever you are, what is the, and I'm glad that you guys help the players do this, but what is the benefit to the ACEs, um, to sign younger players to developmental contracts who are just going to leave to go to college? What do you mean? That they come back? Yeah, when they come back, they can okay. they can slot right into yeah. But because to felt obviously that it's a bit of a catch twenty two because we'd love all these young players to stay here and be part of the Australian Baseball League, but then you lose them. And if you have an ability to sign, then that could be a great path. But I don't want to stop guys from going to college because that's going to be part of the experience as well. It's going to be obviously a huge part of, of your baseball career. So yeah, yeah we, we, we're in a position where we're trying to get the best players to come play for the Aces. But if there's a period of time when they're gone and they have to go to college, then, then we're going to support that as well because the development they get over there is going to help them come back and compete for the Aces. Yeah, okay. Jen, who did you cheer for growing up? The Braves always or just because of Pete or? Um, so a little while I was a bit of an Orioles fan because my T-ball team was called the Orioles. But once, like, Acuna came over and he was, Mm -hmm. like, he played for the Aces and then went to the Braves, Braves fan. And I love Dansby and, you know, Ian Anderson and Max Freed. And Luke Jackson, he quote-tweeted my thing. (laughs) What did he do? He quote-tweeted it. Oh, my gosh. I love Luke Jackson, the neighborhood slider man. I couldn't believe it. That was amazing. Oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of major league baseball players that are uh, quote tweeting and and commenting on on your story. So um, make sure that you pay attention, Jen, because everybody's yeah. supporting you. Everybody's Who's been the coolest you. person that you've seen, or what's what's been the most like whoa thing? I don't know. I had Eric Sim, you know, Juco Juco King. He was pretty cool because he messaged me and said if you ever want to like collab, if you're in Arizona, that was really cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's been so many cool, like, I couldn't believe, like, I was on Sports Illustrated, like. I'm looking at that right now. Sports Illustrated, the Washington Post. And, like, even MLB Network today, like, that's, like, if I, if I said that to 12-year-old me, I'd probably just laugh at you. Like, I, I wouldn't be able to believe that. What if you said that to 16-year-old you? I mean. I, I mean, if you said that a week ago, I'd probably laugh at you. I just, it's amazing the kind of reaction I've had. And even like, like, I think Luke Jackson's the only MLB player I've seen so far. But like, when I saw that, I just, I started freaking out to Sam. I'm like, oh my God, he's, he's seen me pitch. Like, he knows who I am. Peter, you need to text him because if he knew, (laughs) if he, if he saw or heard, Luke is like one of the kindest people. And, you know, we get this unique experience as a reporter and Peter, obviously playing along. I don't know if you ever played alongside him, but being on the broadcast team, being in the clubhouse with them, um, you know, we get the unique perspective of seeing these guys off the field too, and getting to know their personalities. And Luke Jackson is just like a really nice, good dude. And he would, he would be cracking up hearing you talking about him this way, because he would be like, I would just like facetimer and say what's up like- yeah exactly he would definitely call it i'll make sure he's on the phone one day when we're together and uh and we can talk to him but 
you've earned all this, Jen. Like this is the kind of thing that you deserve. This is the kind of exposure you deserve. This is this is this is all, and this is just the, this is just the beginning. This is you're going to have people that you would have never thought you're going to meet. This is this is just the this is just such a start for you. You so yeah. you just brought up if you would have told twelve year old you. Now the reason that your story has gone so viral, well, there's multiple reasons, but even the first woman in Australia to ever play professional baseball. Mm -hmm. When you think about that and you think about 12 year old you and how there are little 12 year olds out there right now, there's little Leilani's Peter's daughter running around who are seeing you. I mean, has that, has that resonated? Has that set in that like there are 12 year old yous that are getting to see you do this and watch this and now see this as a reality for themselves? Definitely. I mean, I had I had this little girl come up to me. I think it was the night that I actually pitched and she was she was so shy and her mom came up with her and she was like, my daughter wants a photo. Like, she loves you so much. You're a true inspiration. And I thought, like, a couple of years ago, I was, I was that fan standing on the first base side of the the field you know putting a ball out for a signature and it's it's it feels so it feels so amazing that like there are people that look up to me now and it's like well I used to be that kid sitting at the aces games waiting for an autograph or waiting make for me cry. <laughs> yeah. like even even when I was little like Jared Cruz is on the team and I I think I got a photo with him when I was like I think I was six or seven because like I'd hang out at the games and I just asked, I'd wait for a photo or wait for an autograph. And it was, it was like the biggest thing in my life. So I can just, that's why I really want to like get around to all the like little girls because I, I know how much it means to them because I used to be that little girl too, too scared to ask for like a photo. So I'd had to take someone with me. Yeah. One of the coolest things that I just took from what you said is that you realize that, that you, one of the things I say most about athletes is whenever they realize what they can do with the platform that they've been given, the lives that you can impact just by a simple hello, just by stopping for that picture, just by signing that baseball yeah, can, will be a story. I mean, you're naming guys that you used to hold the ball out for, like things that these kids will talk about for the rest of their lives and the fact that like you already realize that is really special because yeah. you are really really going to change and impact people best Thank piece you. of advice the best piece of advice that i ever got was that you may not remember every interaction that you have with someone but the person you're interacting with will so make sure that it's a nice interaction and just be a good person it's as simple as that and you're already you're already there Jen so I don't have to teach you that what are your goals for the season do you do you set like numerical like a certain ERA certain number of strikeouts do you set goals like that or I guess it's hard because there's not really this season y'all are just mm -hmm. kind of playing random games I don't really have any set goals for like stats or anything it's just hopefully I pitch well yeah that's goal I just want to do my best I guess what's the most pitches you've ever thrown in an outing I think I threw 95 when I was 14 something crazy like that I think I was 13 or 14 it was back in 2018 when I had those 17 strikeouts in the gold medal game oh yes ma'am yeah yeah that was that was my biggest outing by far yes was that a complete game or something um, I, I was two outs, two outs from a complete game. 
eight and a third and 17 Ks. No, no, no. I think it was seven innings because it's um, junior baseball. Okay. Yeah. Jeez, that's even better to get 17 Ks <laughs> and fewer innings. <laughs> well, so my fiance is a youth pastor and we had a church retreat this weekend and I got super into dodgeball against freshmen girls. And I probably, probably should have taken it down a notch, but I didn't realize that when you throw that your shoulder blade gets sore, like the areas that I'm sore are places that I didn't realize are what would get sore after you throw. That's, that's your deceleration. The shoulders, that's your decel. Back, back here. And it's like the cap of my shoulder are terrible, right? Terrible shape. But I was like into it. And I was like, I feel like a pitcher. Like I, I understand, like they can't pitch five days after they start because they're physically sore. <laughs> now I know. Now you know. Yes, your dodgeball experience is just the same as throwing a hundred well, pitches. <laughs> no, that's why I'm saying, like, I cannot imagine. imagine. Mm. When you do something for the, like, it's like when, when, if we don't, so that's why we have to stretch guys out because if you yeah. just jump out and you, and because it, it's throwing's hard. And if you're not used to it, and if you don't train yourself to do it properly, it, it can, as, as you found out. Like 95? I can't, I can't even, I can't even imagine it. Maddie, I know you have some good questions. The pressure on like that. Well, we haven't we haven't let you speak, and I feel bad about it. No, that's okay. I'm just here to make sure that I know when Peter's internet cuts out, so I can go and take that part out. I know. I'm because I, I can see all you guys freeze, and I'm just like this. <laughs> um. Oh wait, no. Oh, good, right? I'm good. <laughs> I think like one question that I had, Peter touched on it a little bit, but no offense, Pete, it's been a little while since you were a kid. How easy is it to watch the MLB from Australia? Yeah, so it's it's very easy. Like I have a MLB.com account, so I can just stream every game with that. And like, it's it's pretty easy here. Like you can watch recaps of every game just on YouTube and stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Like I was able to watch the entirety of the World Series. So, were you a fan of Peter growing up? I was. I can tell you when I was that little twelve-year-old, I was like, I met, I met the Australian sidearm pitcher, Pete. You know, <laughs> and I was like, when when he came out to the first training, I was like, I wonder if he even remembers me from Carl Ripken. You know, I was I was so small and yeah, I definitely I knew who he was. Like I, he was like. He was big where I was, like everyone talked about him and how he played MLB and stuff like that. So it's not like I never knew who he was. So is he like famous in Australia? You're not famous in Australia? Not at all. I'm more famous now because of this than I ever have been before. Before. But like, do you get stopped in Australia? Like you get stopped in Atlanta? Nope. Dang, so you're more famous in Atlanta than you are Australia. Thousand times more famous in Atlanta than I am in Australia. I can literally walk down the street with my shirt off and people <laughs> wouldn't even stop me. They would be like, there's some random guy with tattoos with his shirt off. <laughs> That's it. I So we went to dinner with Peter and his wife before he left us for Australia, Jen. And you can't, you can't go anywhere with him here. Like he gets stopped by literally everything. Every single person that was in that restaurant, I swear to you, 
stopped him. Like it took him like 30 minutes to get to our table. It's just like, Peter, I'm hungry. I want the bread basket. I need you to stop talking to people. Uh, it's not true. It's Australia though. Like you could never get Australians to do a tailgate ever. Like, I just don't think that's something we're able to do. Like you put a barbecue and a Hilux and people are going to be like, what is this? What's guy a Hilux? It's a truck. Oh yeah. It's like, what is this guy doing? We're not going to gather around the ground like three hours before we actually play. It's like, it's totally different here. The culture of the fans and stuff. Like mm-hmm. your fans are crazy over there. Like even college football is probably just as big as the pro league. And it's like, it's nothing like that in Australia. Oh my gosh. I cannot wait for you to get a taste of it. It is it is a different, like the fact that you guys are saying that you don't have college teams and high school teams is just so like me because that's my entire high school and college, everything. Spend the whole segment breaking down how we could, we could literally, I mean, that was my biggest shock was when I came over there and saw how, how I went to an LSU Auburn game and it was like, oh my goodness, it, it was, this is college. This is, these are kids, these are students and people are going mental. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to take a quick pause on this interview because we want to tell you guys about the John Boy Media Store. Pete and I are always wearing stuff, but they actually just got a lot of cool new stuff in. Maddie, I don't know if you saw this, the Jake sweatshirt, but I'm <laughs> 1000% going to be um, getting that. But they just got, a, oh, wait, there's a Jake Sucks mug. Wait, yes, and stickers and a Christmas sweater and a baby onesie. Lots of Jake suck stuff, um, but they just got a lot of really cool stuff and they have that John Boy Essentials line, which is more uh, stylish and kind of like clean, swaggy. I really like it. Um, so that's at johnboymedia.com and it's all good quality stuff too, which I really like. The tie-dye sweatshirt that everybody has that I have like three of is that champion brand. Very nice. And the best part is that they're going to give Farm to Fame listeners a discount if you guys want anything. So if you go to shop.johnboymedia.com, you can use the code FAME and that will get you 10% off of your entire order, not just one item, whole order. Um, So again, you can go to shopjohnboymedia.com, click on the John Boy Essentials collection because that's honestly kind of the best selection but i would check out their best sellers too because they have some cool like braves world series stuff um including that waffle house one but use the code fame at checkout to get 10 percent off of your entire order let's get back to jen the only other thing that i had jotted down beforehand was the guys that you've looked up to i know you said you got excited when you saw luke jackson's name but are there other guys out there that you've enjoyed watching the most I mean, the Braves team, obviously. I went I went in 2019 when I went to America and I watched them play and Max started and that was awesome. And that was Where was that? Play. In Atlanta. Is it in Atlanta? Yeah, yeah. Cause um we went like Georgia area. So I went there and that was awesome. Like I definitely look up to Ian Anderson a lot and Dansby. They're like two guys that I could watch forever. Like they're just awesome. And Garrett Cole, you know, all the big pit, like DeGrom, his mechanics, he could, he's just amazing. Like he's an amazing pitcher and he's flawless. So what from him? He's huge. Best pitcher in the world. Yeah. Second best. Are you saying Garrett Cole's better than him? No, Genevieve's Genevieve's better than them all. 
I was saying Genevieve, not uh, Garrett. I was, I was like, okay, yeah, we like that. We like that. <laughs> I was like, I'm not putting Garrett Cole over Jacob Degrom, guys. We got, <laughs> we got six minutes, and we gotta go. Okay, Pete, what else do you have? What did we not get to that you wanted us to get to? I've got. I mean, we have Maddie. Have you got anything? That... Just Aussie lingo. Just Aussie lingo. So let you. I'll let you set it up, Maddie, because I'm a boomer and I don't. So obviously we do Aussie lingo every episode. We had told Jen the idea of her helping Peter um, before we started recording. And the word that she brought up, Peter didn't even know. So now Mm. we're flipping the tables on Pete and seeing if he can guess what this lingo is. (laughs) So Jen, it's all you. One Peter Mullen internet crash later. Who's going? Maybe I don't I'm know. What, what is the word? What is Jen the word? has the word. Jen? It's, it's an eshe. Eshe. Okay, so she's saying a. Eshe. So it's a thing. Eshe. Yeah. It's a selfie. Oh, this is so old. It is a type of drink means your cell phone a what your cell phone okay okay we all am i I telling you yeah all right so it's like it's like a person who dresses like a certain way and is like do you know what tans are like nike tans that's something really big about an eshe they're like they're like they're really rude would you say Wait, are you saying Nike, like the shoe company? Yeah, Nike. Yeah, Nike. What's TN? It's the shoe brand. It's like, if you think of like a a country dude, you think of like cowboy boots. It's like, if you think of an Eshe, you think of Nike TNs and like. Uh, like, Is it a a style of dress? Yeah, it's like a style of dress. It's like teenagers do it a lot. And they're like, oh, I'm an Eshe bar. It's like. (laughs) What was the second word? Ba? Like, bro. It's like, have you never heard of that, Pete? I can't believe oh. you haven't. It's like a style. Where have I been? They wear like footy shorts or like a polo. And then they have a satchel and like a Nike cap that's like that. Is you it know? cool? Like, do you like that look? No, it's it's like, it's more of a derogatory term. Like, if you're an Eshe, it's not necessarily a good thing. Oh, good. I'm kind of viewing it. <laughs> I'm kind of viewing it as like preppy or like frat boy in America. No, it's like, it's like. This says uh, lads that are often lads. stereotypically hyper masculine. Oh, I get it now. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Can I get spelling on this? Yes, H Y. Really enjoyed the spelling of it. S H Y S H A Y. That's phenomenal. Eshe is a slang expression associated with an Australian urban youth subculture that originated in Sydney sometime in the 2000s. The term can refer to individuals within the subculture or to the subculture itself and can have various meanings in other contexts. Yeah. Thank you. I'm officially a granddad. So that's great. Thank you for that, Jen. I appreciate you explaining. They're associated to a hard knock life, rap and drill music, crimes, drugs, and gangs. That's me. That's me, yo. Really glad we got to the bottom of that, folks. (laughs) Dan, you've been been absolutely awesome. 
Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you enough for coming on our show. Jen, we are so excited to be following along with your story and are so excited for you. Like, holy smokes, ride this wave, enjoy it. This is so much fun. And you are going to remember this for the rest of your life, but you need to remember for the rest of your life that you deserve all of this and that you're getting all of this attention because of the work that you've put in and the level that you've gotten yourself to. And you deserve to be on that field. You deserve to be playing against those men and you deserve these opportunities. And we are so excited to be your number one fans cheering for you the whole way. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You guys have been awesome. Thank you so much for having me as well. You got it, girl. A rock star. Thank you guys so much for watching. Jen, you have social media where they can like keep up with you? I do. My Instagram is Genevieve Beacom underscore and my Twitter is Beacom Genevieve. Know the name, folks. Buckle up. Learn She's it. coming to America. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much for watching. We'll see you next Wednesday. Farm on, farm often. Go, Genevieve!